unfortunately, our children in, in this level of crisis are full of bad ideas and full of dysfunction. And it's like a psych ward. They do things that are really, really crazy. Cuckoo. They have cuckoo ideas. They have cuckoo fantasies. They don't want to work. And they just want to be a millionaire. They always uh, hope that the next thing is going to be amazing. And they're always looking for new beginnings. And I'm going to go... Their whole world is not based on on reality because of the pain and, and that they're in. And they're dreamers, and they're not able to be successful in our world, and they don't have real friendships, and they have a tremendous amount of pain and bad memories and a lot of PTSD. So you're dealing with someone who's always going to be telling you something that doesn't make any sense in your world. Whether it's a new business idea that makes no sense to you, whether it's a new partner idea which makes no sense to you, it's amazing how many things that these kids can come up with that we're just like staring at the phone and it's like, forget about that it's not from, forget about it's not, that we don't, it's not for us. It's like we know it's a disaster. We know that this is not good for you, my dear child. No, it's not good for you to drop out of school. No, it's not good for you to hang out with that kid who was arrested for shoplifting. And it's not good for you to have that boyfriend who's a hoodlum and who doesn't treat you well. And it's not good for you to get engaged when you met uh, uh, two days ago and you don't know the guy's last name. And it's not a good for you to... All of these things, we know. Any, any n- normal, healthy person No, this is a bad idea. The problem is they can't respond to that. They can't say, oh, it's a bad idea, thank you so much, and now I won't do it. doesn't exist. Maybe in earlier stages, there's tons of normal kids who have bad ideas, and someone tells them, and they straighten themselves out. Fine, but not when you're at the level of cuckoo that we are dealing with. So now the question is, the world is telling us that you know unconditional love is very important, and avoisa sahava is very important. On the other hand, you're trying to bond with someone who consistently has bad ideas that are based on things that are immoral, unethical, just cuckoo, right? All kinds of stories that we have here. We could put a collection of stories of, of, of ideas that our kids have had and situations that they've been in. Hashem you know, like OMG. That should be the name of it. OMG. It would be a bestseller book. Like, how how did you get to this conclusion? You were raised by us. You, we put a lot of money into your chinuch. This is what you came up with? You know, this is how to... How, all of this dysfunction. Until they become normal by getting the right help that they have, by maturing, by getting the right psychological help, sometimes psychiatric help, very often trauma help. Until that happens, we're we're stuck trying to bond with someone who's not thinking stable. They're dysfunctional. So the world says they need you to tell them that they're wrong. They need, they're craving boundaries. If you're going to say, great, go out and have fun all night and sleep all day, they're going to wake up one day and they're going to tell you, why didn't you stop me? You're all laughing because it sounds very nice on paper, but you've tried that and, and you've seen 
how much it doesn't work and it makes things worse. If the medicine has to be given in calm and love, you're not going to have calm and love if you try that because the kids freak out. They don't listen to you. Then, then you feel slighted and then the relationship goes down the tubes and then you get hurt and they get hurt. They get hurt that they hurt you. You get hurt that you hurt them and that they're hurting you. And it takes very little time until this whole thing unravels and then you're just another statistic out there calling Shomrim and Atzala and going through all of that. Which many of you have been there and others of you see what's going on with those families that are trying that. And we're not doing that. We realize calm has to be the rule of the day. And we realize that all of these ideas that they have at this point in their life, if we nurture them and we carry them, years later, they get older. I dealt with kids who were 15, 16, 17 in Home Sweet Home who were so crazy. But guess what? Now they're 33, 35. Now they have kids that, you know, so... The, what carried them was not me challenging them and saying, oh, you'll never get rich that way. No, you got to work and, and bottom up and all of that stuff. It doesn't work. So we have time on our side that over the sands of time, they will mature. And, and if they're going to mature in our grip, being comfortable in their dysfunction around us, then they'll melt into our families, like the beautiful pictures that I've gotten from most of you over Yantiv, which is just beautiful. Of course, everybody's still complaining because everybody wants more. But the fact that they're alive is Dayenu, and the fact that they're in our lives is Dayenu, and the fact that I have pictures of, of a kid being hugged by mommy and daddy, Dayenu, that's really the ultimate piece that they need, and we hope and pray that that will be enough so the answer to your question, what do I say when she says, whatever it is? What I, when he says, whatever it is, the idea is, if you're going to challenge them, you're going to lose them. They're going to drop you like they dropped the therapist, like they dropped their friends. How many of them have friends? They have no friends. Why? Because at some point, they acted cuckoo and the friends called them out on it. And then they just felt like, ah, they don't get me. Bye. But your mom and dad, I need you at the end of the story. I need you to be in that last chapter when you're walking them down that aisle. I need you to be there. And then they say, you were always there for me. And then you'll look back and say, you know what that means? I was always there for you. You're not going to say it to them, but you'll be thinking. That means I was there for you when you thought it was a great idea to do drugs, when you thought it was a great idea to sell drugs, when you thought it was a great idea to invite strangers into the house who you met online who didn't even have a face in their profile it was a great idea you know what the stuff that we do with our kids to to tolerate them and carry them so one day they're going to say i have i have the best parents in the world and it's a long process to get there and every day we say thank you hashem that they're alive baruch hashem yaim yaim that they're alive and that they're talking like the beautiful beautiful vart from from the Rebbe, from the Kleisenberger Rebbe. He says, V'haya ki yaimru aleichem b'neichem. V'haya zelashen simcha. And the Torah says, you should, you, you're happy, ki yaimru aleichem b'neichem, when your child is talking to you. And the Haggadah says, which child is that? The Ben Rasha. So ask the Kleisenberger Rebbe, why are you so happy that you have a Ben Rasha? Why are you happy? What's the simcha? Says the Kleisenberger Rebbe, it's terrible to have a Ben Rasha. But ki yaimru aleichem? He's talking to you. It's already a reason to be happy.
no matter how cuckoo they are, how crazy they are, if they're not talking to you, you can't connect, you can't give them the medicine of there's no future. They're talking to you. But that's already a simcha. But what are they saying? Hashem Yishmireni, the things that they're saying. I'm a kala, but I really like this boy. And she gives you all of the milus of the boy that her chasen doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to say? You want to say a lot of things that we would all want to say to a normal person. But you say that to her in her specific situation, it's going to backfire. She's already lo- losing her chasen. She's going to lose her mommy and her daddy by saying... Nobody understands me. Nobody's on my side. That's what people don't understand about cuckoo dysfunctional thinking. Now, the truth of the matter is that Hashem said the same thing to Maishu Rabbeinu. After the ego, we always talk about this medrash, Rashi brings down, after the ego, Maishu Rabbeinu moved away. He said, I can't deal with you people. He called Maishu's movers. That's how they got the name. And he picked up his tent. It was pretty easy to move in those days. And he carried his tent. And he left the machna. I'm done with you dysfunctional people. Shem takes you out of Mitzrayim. Open Nisim. And this is what you do? Shvichas damam, gili It's like, right? Dysfunctional behavior. I'm done. And Moshe moved away. Tyre tells us, Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Vishav el hamachna. Go back to the machna, to your people. Rashi brings down a medrash, imani bakas, ve'ata bakas, imkein miyakarvam. If I'm angry at them, and now you're taking my side, Moshe, and you're angry at them, who's going to be makarv them? You cannot leave the people. You cannot leave your daughter. Hashem is going to be bakas, you need to be with her. Her chasen is going to find out and be bakas, you need to be with her. You need to emotionally vishav alamachna to be with your children, that no matter what losses they have, and I speak to parents all the time, your kids have nobody. So many of your kids have no friends because this guy doesn't understand. They're gonna, they feel uncomfortable. It's so hard to be their friend. And the only reason they have you because you're not having an open, honest conversation with them. Well, what do you mean? I shouldn't be open and honest with them? I wrote an 1,100-page manual. Nowhere does it talk about being honest. You go to the hospital to visit your great-grandmother who just had a heart attack and a stroke and she's 119 and a half years old. You walk in there, you're going to be honest? Say, Bobby, you look terrible. No. Bobby, you look beautiful. You look amazing. Don't worry, it's going to be good. It's going to be good? No, doctor says, it's not going to be good. Be honest with her. You know, be honest with sick people. You can't be honest with people if they can't handle the truth. It's not about honesty. We have an honest job to do, to be there for them in a pure way and to mean it. You're a gem. You're a diamond. I don't know if you're going to be with this guy or with that guy, but you're always going to have mommy and tati. You're always going to be there. When the chas and chas v'shalom doesn't happen, or happens and breaks up, or whatever is going to be, mommy and tati are going to be there. You are indispensable, because if you take you guys out of the picture, then whatever dysfunction you think you're dealing with, it's times a million. So the world loses us, because the world says, how could you not tell? She wants your honesty. She needs your opinion. She needs your... Uh, direction. We're not talking about six-year-old kids. We're, talk, we're not talking about six-year-old kids. 
She needs one thing from you. You can't afford to blow your cover. So you need to tell her, I understand it's a confusing world. Whatever you do, mommy and tati are always going to be with you. Because you're not going to make her better the other way. You're not going to stop the confusion. You're not going to stop the bad behavior the other way. We've seen this over and over and over again. It sounds so good when your friends say, you have to tell her what's right. Do it. How many times do you have to do it and it fails until you realize it doesn't work on these kids? We're not talking about regular kids. Even regular kids is a whole parsha about telling people things that they're not going to listen to and they can't. Very few people take advice. You have to really be in a, in a, in a stable place to accept advice. I was just talking to Rosh Hashiva of Satma, my good friend. And he was just venting to me. He's like, it's the third time today, third time that somebody called me about a very big Indian, three different Inyanim. One of them is a, a, a 80-year-old Rebbe, and the other one is it's Askin. And he goes, all three of them did not care to hear my opinion. They all wanted me to validate them. And we're talking about Choshev Inyanim, Choshev people. He, I heard him on the phone with the, with the old Rebbe, who was like 80, 85. He t- finally, he said, you want me to go with you? I'll go with you. And he's like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. He hung up the phone, he goes, he wasn't interested in my opinion. Even big people, you know, I had a conversation with somebody over Yontif for an hour. Very gishmaka guy. And I went in the next day and I said, I'm sorry, I'm chayzer on the whole conversation. He says, why? It was very gishmak. I said, it's, first of all, it's not my style. The whole conversation was not my style. I don't talk, I don't discuss, I don't debate, I don't argue, I don't do any of that. I said, but I realized when I left and with you left, I left with my meinung, with my idea, and you left with your idea. We just wasted an hour of time. I said, I wasn't open to hearing you. You weren't open to hearing me. What are we wasting time for? How many people really have a conversation where they can really be macabre what somebody else is going to say? It's very, very rare. And I fell for it. I had a reason why. Whatever, something happened, and the guy was challenging me. And very gishmak, I love the guy. But... It's a waste of time. Everybody's saying what they already believe and believing themselves even more and nobody's hearing even one bit from the other person. See, he told me I was wrong. See, He says, it's not true because I thought about what you said and I agree with you. I said, oh, fine. Maybe it wasn't a total waste of time. But it's, it's a waste of time usually when we talk. When the person comes and says, I really want advice from you, right? And they're able to be macabre advice. That's the part that you're getting fooled. She doesn't want your advice. She cannot listen to your advice. She doesn't need to know advice because if you ask any kid over five years old, they know that this is her choices are very simple. There's a right choice and there's a wrong choice. And no adult or no child over seven is going to tell her that this is a real question. When you see that the question is not real, you realize it's not real in intellect. It's her struggle. Also, whatever her question is today, I care about five years from now. You need to be rebuilding her. The reason they have these questions, the reason that they have these situations that don't happen to normal people, is because they're vulnerable, because they're broken, because they have internal bleeding from people who stabbed them. Fix the part that's broken with compliments. You're so smart. You're amazing. If anyone can do it, it's you. You're asking me? I would ask you. Everybody should ask you. You're so smart. 
Now, I want to be very clear. Right now, they're not smart. They're very stupid. They're immature. They're not capable of making... So what are you saying? We have to fix the self-esteem so in five years from now, we're going to have a healthier person. If every time we're going to criticize them, and then people say, I didn't criticize. Yes, it's criticism. It's criticism when you offer somebody without really feeling and understanding everything about them, what you from the outside think they should do without really looking at it, it's criticism. It's a lot of other words. I haven't found the right word. That happened to me recently. I was in a situation. Somebody came over to me, loves me, does not know the situation, does not understand the, the difficult anything, and said, you should this and this and that. And I felt attacked. I felt like in order for me to defend you, I have to explain to you, why are you telling me what you think I should do? So I smiled. I said, you know, everybody knows what everybody else should do with their life. Everybody knows exactly. You should go on a diet. And you should stop talking about Shonara. Everybody knows how everybody else should improve. Isn't that amazing? But nobody sees themselves how to improve. And everybody says, I have the biggest problem. I have the biggest problem. Everybody else knows how to fix it. Why? Because problems are not about intellect. Problems are not here. There's no chesar in Yediyah. There's no chesar in Havana. Problems are because we're human and we're broken. And we can't just not eat chocolate. And we can't just not smoke a cigarette. And we can't just stop talking in shul. And we can't just stop talking Lashon Hara. And we can't just steig and always learn. And we can't, we can't, we can't, can't. Nobody goes to, to, very few times did you really have a dilemma. Most problems that we have are because we just, it's hard. It's hard to do the right thing. And what Rav Gershon Edelstein Shlitel told us, and we should be watching that video every day because every word is so brilliant. And what he wrote in his Sicha, he said, when you are with your children without criticizing them, they are mekabel kaychis. They get emotional energy, which is the only thing that's ever going to allow anybody to mature, grow up, and do the right thing. I know the right thing, but I can't do it. What could you do for me to give me the ability to do the right thing. Ideas? Guilt? I don't have the energy. Give me energy. When a father and a mother pump in energy to their child, I am so proud to be your father. I am so proud to be your mother. And when it's easy to do on the kids when they're Messiah Shas. Okay? And those kids don't need it so much. They also need it, but not so much. It's when they're in the worst possible matzav, and Hashem did it to us. He said, Bani, Yisrael. We were mem tes shari tuma. Hashem said, I'm wild about you. I'm crazy about you. The Svarim say, Bani Bechayri is a lashon of Ava and Chiba. Hashem said, I love you more than Malachi Ashares. Malachim were created first, but he calls us the Bechar. Why? Because that's how you need to deal with broken people. Because if I'm broken and my thinking is off and everybody's always telling me why what I'm thinking is wrong, I give up. And then I need drugs, and then I need Averis, and I need anything, and I have no reason to fight. But when everybody says, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael, I'm so proud of you, you're amazing, and you find ways of boosting the part of them, that self-esteem that's shattered, that's when they will eventually make better decisions. And then you'll sit back and you'll realize, wow, they're not asking me the dysfunctional questions on that level anymore. They're making better decisions. That means you as a surgeon, surgeon, surgeon mom and surgeon dad, are doing your job. 
kids who have mom and dad and fun and crazy great self-esteem and fun make better decisions. The biggest answers that we have for our children are the questions that they're not asking us, that other kids are asking out there, but our kids aren't asking because if you're stable and you enjoy being home and everybody likes you, you're ready, your whole matzah is changing. That's what the world doesn't understand. I got a text today from somebody. And the text was, I need help from my son. He needs a therapist. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not a therapist. Can you recommend a therapist? I don't recommend therapists. So why did my psychiatrist in this place say I have to go to you? I said, I only meet the parents. He goes, what, what are you meeting us for? We're not the sick kid. The sick, I said, but do you know how to deal with him? Sure. We know exactly how to deal with him. We need to find him a therapist. He needs a psychiatrist and a therapist. So they don't, people aren't machshim and understanding the difference between parents who are looking at you, shining their life and their love, like you're doing, like you're doing on your kid who's broken and who's undeserving. That's what Hashem did to us. Before the whole UTS Mitzrayim, B'ni B'chayri Yisrael. I am crazy about you. Why? We were the poorest nation in the world. We were broken physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And Hashem says, yeah, but you're my kid. And that's when you got to go to your kids and you got to fix the part that's broken. When they smash that car and they're at the bottom of the world, instead of reaching for pills, like Nebuch, like this other girl was doing, right? I'm not saying that we're 100%, but like 97% of our kids are not reaching for pills. We have some kids who are highly suicidal. But you know what the difference is? I'll end with this. Our kids who are suicidal are suicidal because of their pain not because of their parents. You understand? Right? Our kids, some kids, never have a lot of pain, and we're holding them, and we don't know what's going to be with them. But they're not in pain because of you. They're not in pain because of us. That's why this guy was challenging me. He's like, a lot of kids are in pain, and nobody knows what to do. And, and the other way loses kids, and you lose kids, and nobody's perfect. I'm like, we're not losing kids because of us. We're losing because, God forbid, the pain that they went through in their life that's eating them up. But we're not a part of the problem. We're part of the solution. And if we lose a kid, in spite of all of this, that means that if we would have done less, we would have lost them earlier. And we understand that, but the world is in the dark ages. So many people are like, no, listen, every way doesn't work. And Come on, sit here for a week, for a month. Look what you parents are doing every single day to boost and boost and boost and to keep them alive. Baruch Hashem, we have 114 kids who are Shem Atari Mitzvahs. Kain Yerba. There's 120 million. Right? Steiging, right? We're after 114. 114. What? We should make a seum, but uh, we want. But that's not enough. We want every single one. So this guy was challenging me. He says, "Not all of your kids become from." I said, "You know, I'm not a cure of uh, organization. We're trying to keep them alive. We're trying to do what's best for them and for the other kids in the family. And we hope." I said, "I expect every single one to come to 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 make it back. I I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe that every single one between now." Hashem waits until they die. And people are writing off kids now. They told me, this kid, he'll never come back. So I told them, okay, I accept the challenge. We're going to have to prove them wrong. We're going to have to make sure that every single kid is alive, clean, 
healthy, happy, successful, functioning, and yes, machleim of actually Hashem. We have no choice. We got to prove them wrong. We have to have a hundred percent success rate. We ask Hashem. We all daven that we should be zayicha to that. You should all be zayicha to a hundred percent success rate. Lamala menatava and a lot quicker. I, it's like I always say, Hashem, I know you can do it, but can you do a little quicker? A little quicker. We want to be able to be healthy enough. We need a lot of a lot of health. We need a lot of uh, to be quicker. So we should be able to. Yeah. Okay. That's my answer to you. <laughs>